Hello, everybody, and welcome to... I'm talking here. ...podcast with me, Aaron Day, and... and me, Rob Brent. And here's... Here's no one. No, Adam is not with us this week, which oh. means we're probably only going to get two people listening to this podcast this week, <laughs> instead of our usual ten. No, I'm sure he'll still listen. Usual ten? Yeah. We're in double figures, because you know what as well that we're in double figures for? What? The podcast. We're we're in triple figures now in terms of listenership. Really? Yeah, in terms. I thought of, you were going to say in terms of podcasts. I no, was thinking, ter- how have we done? That? Oh my <laughs> word, we are as well, yes, aren't we? This is our tenth. This is podcast. our welcome to our tenth podcast. We never thought we would reach this stage. <laughs> really? We always thought that this podcast would just be some fun, stupid fad. And here we are into number 10. Number and, 10. and if you've been with us this entire time, which frankly, let's face it, you probably haven't been. But if you have, <laughs> we really appreciate you listening to our, our stupid, nerdy voices. We do indeed. And it's good that someone's properly into number 10. Nice. Nice, nice. Satire, Good, once it? again. Again, we you're getting, get in. You're, you're shooting in that satire. You one, did it last week as well. Yeah, one a week. It's one a week. One, the one a week satire one bolt. A, yeah, right. look out for that one. It's Excellent. a treat. So what we got on this week then, Rob? Uh, this week, we're going to be uh, looking into the film Searching. Yep. Which we've both watched. Yep. Good. Good. And we'll also be pitching our... This is quite a difficult one, but our idea of a natural footage film. Yeah. So in in terms of that, it's footage that just could be sourced, kind of a bit like searching. Yeah. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, we'll go with that. Fantastic. Sure. I mean, when have we ever really had strict rules or boundaries with any oh, of these little say, things we do? Whenever you're here, we, anything could change. <laughs> um, and then we just have our 30-second recommendations. We don't have a good, the bad, and the bad run, because we've got no bad run. So just the good and the bad? It, it does... It does feel a little sad, mm. him not being here. He really does. He'll listen to this podcast and then he will realise that actually he's become quite a significant piece of the puzzle. He has indeed. But that's enough about that. Should we get on with it? <laughs> yeah, before we do, don't forget you can contact us via Twitter on Talking Here at Talking Here RBAD. And the Gmail? <laughs> I'm dot talking dot here dot rbad at gmail dot com. It's probably best to just contact us via Twitter. Sounds like a good one. <laughs> now, um, before we move on, one of the things that we also talked about in regards to this podcast, we realised that actually one of the things that our podcast is has been good for over the last few weeks is actually bringing to light some films that perhaps go under the radar mm-hmm. a little bit. And I think what we're going to try doing with this podcast going forward is obviously we are going to talk about those big releases, those big movies, the things that everybody's talking about. But we want to, and you know, obviously there'll be stupid, irreverent, nerdy chat as well. But I think we also want to use this opportunity to help those littler films that perhaps don't get the chance to be seen as they perhaps were you know, in the cinema or on DVD mm. and try and give them a leg up? I think so. I think you just want to talk about Booksmart. No, no, not <laughs> at all. No, I mean, I think Searching is one of those films. Oh, well, I think I think Searching is, and we obviously will come to talk about it in a moment, but Searching is one of those films yeah. that perhaps deserved a bigger audience. I think so, yeah. So let's go on with it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so to kick things off, 
we are i'm very excited about this are you excited i'm, I'm quite excited about this as well okay yeah. so we're gonna both pitch our what what film we would do from just natural footage okay and um, and now with adam not being here mm. i'm gonna i'm gonna try and be serious with mine I'm going to try and... Oh, don't. No? No. Are you not being serious with yours? <laughs> Definitely not. Oh, well, I quite liked mine with a serious... Oh, no, okay, right, right. You go, right. You no, go do... first then, right. So lay first. down the ground rules, first of all. Okay, so the film needs to comprise entirely of footage that can just be acquired through... Um, natural footage. <laughs> For example... So you could have through on a phone... I mean, yep. Search and uses a lot of these. So a co- yeah. anything that can be produced on a computer screen. Any, like Unfriended. Yes. Yep. Um, any uh, camcorder work or just mobile phone work. Like Chronicle. Like Chronicle mm-hmm. or uh, Cloverfield. Yeah. Um, anything of that sort. Or like um, CCTV. Okay. All, 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 these, all these things that pick up footage but you could then edit together. It's not someone following someone around with a camera crew. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right, lovely. Am I going first? Yes. Should we do that? Right, okay. You ready for this? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm well up for it. I am Jerry Brockheimer slash some sort of executive producer in some high rise in Hollywood. I am, I'm ready to hear your pitch. You have four seconds. Go. Four seconds. <laughs> <laughs> no, go for it. Um, okay, so I was really thinking about what's not been done, yeah. like what could be new. Uh, I didn't really want just a, a camcorder thing because sometimes it can get a bit ridiculous with someone filming um, when stuff's going on. Like, why would they have that camera there? Absolutely. So you're ready. Mine is going to be from a robot's point of view. Of course it is. Of course it is. Right. Why wouldn't it be? So all the footage... Is just through that that robot's eyes. Yeah. So everything's recorded there. Obviously, then I did think, well, is that a bit of a cheat? Because then the robot can just follow people around, and, and mm-hmm. that becomes a bit of a camcorder thing. So my robot's not going to move. That's like the worst robot. <laughs> no, it's not the worst robot. Okay, because I've been very clever here. When is the year set? <laughs> the year is in in um like. In, in the future. I'm not going to set a date. <laughs> I'm going to start off with just... In the future. In the future. Yeah. Okay. And what you have is two scavengers. Uh-huh. Do I want them to be scavengers? I didn't have them as scavengers, but they're going to be scavengers now. You're they, a great picture. They, they, like. <laughs> they find this robot. Uh-huh. Okay. So they take it to the barn. <laughs> Why is it becoming silly? I was so proud of this. Go on. Um, and they decide to fix it up. So you're, yeah. you're like initially imagine in in the beginning of it. So you've got like it coming back online, and then you've got like actors' names coming up on the front, interspersed within, and then the screen goes black, and you get the title of the film. Are you ready? The persistence of memory. It it's not it's not catching. And then what happens <laughs> is you just get then a line of text appears which says hello question mark yeah see i can see it in your eyes now you're like "Ooh, what's going on there okay and you actually find out that this robot yeah it's part human as well of course it is so then you get where you can have these memories of the human life before 
um, this robot became fully robotic, mm -hmm. pushing through. But you find out from these scavengers yeah. that they want to make it a killing machine. Okay. So they upload then a program into the robot yeah. that is kind of taking over and wiping out all these memories that the robot used to have before he was made into like Robocop. Okay. How's that? Like that, and then you've got a nice little sort of emotional story within, and sort of then an internal fight. Actually it has emotional heft to it, yeah, because you're. It's about retracing the the the, the history of this robot before it was a robot. Mm -hmm. Okay, do you like it? I do. Yeah. I think I think the title could do with some tinkering. Oh, why? The persistence of memory. Yeah, because then I was thinking you bring in like sort of Salvador Dali ideas okay. within. Um, but you do it through a sort of a computer lens. So because you've got this uh, program eaten away at what it was, your memories get skewed. Okay. So then you can have throughout the film, memories get repurposed. So you can play with the idea of the audience thinks they know something about this memory, but then other things are coming into play and it unravels this true story about what happened. So you. So what did happen to this robot I man? don't know. Oh. <laughs> um, they, be they became a robot. But Man. why? <laughs> and they were in a horrendous accident. Okay. Mm. I didn't think about all this. I just thought about the intrigue. And okay. You know, when I'm making this film, I'll let it talk to me. <laughs> and it, and it'll, it'll reveal itself as we go on this journey together. Okay. So it's children that have found this robot. No. I Like think, teenagers. No, I think really what I want, let's go full sci-fi. Let's that, go genre. I'll go genre sci-fi. Yeah. Okay, so really we'll have where it's like a war-torn planet. Oh, oh, it's a war-torn planet. And <laughs> what uh, the government are doing is they're taking people and they're making into robots to fight for their, for their army. Right. And then so this robot man's gone into the war and he's been like shot down. And then the scavengers are actually resistance fighters and they're then going to use the robot to go against the government. Is that not in some small way Alita Battle Angel? No, because this is good. Oh. <laughs> is this not in some small way Terminator 2? No, because it, it's coming from a, a different perspective. So whereas they would go... Oh, don't get me of... wrong. I'm not saying it is Terminator 2 or Alita Battle Angel, but in just in terms of the storyline. No, I, well... Probably because uh, <laughs> I was on the spot, and that's that's the sci-fi genre. You always have like warring factions against each other, and mm -hmm. something gets stayed there. I think it's very hard to to get rid of that. But I think what's different here is the filming style of it. Is Absolutely, what truly shines out. Has it really? I really other want than, you to like this. <laughs> no, you're really you're really trying to convince me, and so far you're doing all right. Now, um, what <laughs> what is okay? Let's go with. Um, who stars in it? Oh, I always forget this part. So, Okay, who directs it? Who directs it? Me. It's my film. Uh, I'm pitching it to you. Yeah, but sometimes who people... Directs? You might you might write the movie, but you may not necessarily direct it. Yeah. See, to me, this has got James Cameron written all over it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd, I'd go maybe James Cameron. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I'll do that. Or, or Drew Goddard. Yeah, that works. Yeah, I think Drew... Or Drew, Matt I, Reeves. Yeah, Matt Reeves, yeah, it would yeah, be a good one. Works. I want for that character work and really to, mm -hmm. to have that that story there and the real intrigue of what's being put through. So we'll do that. Okay. Do, well, actually, it doesn't matter who plays the robot because it'll all be from their perspective. Does the robot have a voice? <clears throat> Does the robot have a voice? 
Probably. No, in that case, you need to cast the voice as a Siri? robot. Like actual, like Apple Siri. GLaDOS from Portal. No, that, that'll no, send the, the wrong message. Yeah, because GLaDOS is is an absolute witch. Yeah. I said witch. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I haven't thought these stuff. Through. I was so excited about the, the idea and the concept that I forgot to actually cast anyone in it. Okay, that's fine. I might come back to this. Later. We can do like a, a return to amazing ideas in the future. You say like amazing. Do you not think it's... I, I think, <laughs> I'm only winding you I've up. I really tried on that one. That's okay. good. Hello. Are you ready for mine? Here we go. It's going to blow mine out of the water. I'm going to guess, is yours Carnage Cubed? No, <laughs> because it was Carnage Squared. No, this is the follow-up. Oh, okay. Carnage do the same film. Carnage to the power of eight. <laughs> um, no. Mine is okay. the, um, the viewpoint of a world-renowned cyber attacker. Right. So you're doing a similar thing to searching. Yes, right, computer yeah. screen. Well, it flicks between computer screen and phone screen. Yeah, but it is it's from that kind of that point of view of a cyber attacker, and now this cyber attacker originally does his or her cyber attacking um, just for gaining money, yeah, uh, for a financial benefit. Um, but as the film goes on. Um, they start to use their cyber attacking to change the world in 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 different ways. You know, taking down governments and things like that. But it's that all sounds com- a bit like mine. Sounds awful. I mentioned the government and taking them down. Have you just nicked my ideas there? Yeah, but this is an actual cyber attacker. <laughs> Wait, you said they like so. So it could be he or they? she. Oh, the, so in terms the, of the person, the twist, so, oh, the twist yeah. could potentially be that the cyber attacker. Is not a he or a she. The cyber attacker the is, computer. In, is a fact artificial intelligence. So you've watched the entire film via artificial intelligence that was originally built in order to sort of attack corporations and companies for financial benefit. And then this artificial intelligence goes rogue and then starts to see actually that there are it might decide to start attacking pharmaceutical companies or it might start to think about attacking you know sort of dictatorship governments and things like that the only issue with that is mm. i i like that idea more than mine oh, <laughs> oh like and then that. the twist the twist at the end is oh actually this whole time we've not been watching a person change um their their mind about the way they see the world. In fact, what we've seen is artificial intelligence adapt into something more human and thinking more about ways in which it can change the world rather than it doing so because of the order of its maker. Well, that so mine goes human to robot. Yeah, your goes robot, robot to human. Kind of yeah, from from yeah, a, a growing artificial intelligence. Would you then potentially change like? computer screens as well so you would think there was more than one person or would it just stay solely on that one it it could just stay solely on that one computer i mean originally the idea was that it would be between computer screen and and like a phone so Mm -hmm. just give it a bit more of a contemporary edge but it could all stay on a computer screen and who who is in it um so the ai's maker Mm -hmm. um which obviously will be um uh, nick nolte nice so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know why it's obviously Nick Nolte. It's obviously Nick obviously Nolte. Nick Nolte. <laughs> even yeah. even though like Julian Sands or <laughs> so, someone someone from 
someone from the 80s or 90s that was very got it Lawrence Fishburne there nice. you go bang that, nice. that's your maker yeah that's good he's got the voice of someone who is kind of like a, of a godlike mm-hmm. uh, um, omnipresence sort of feel to their voice yeah it sounds very person of interest as well if you've ever seen that that series no so that's about AI and it's uh, about spying on us and it identifies people who are at risk and this this machine gives out uh, the information but they have like um, transitions where you go through the computer to yeah. see them the next bit. So it sounds, and that's the whole idea as well of how intelligent AI can become. But rather than it being like a robot, it's through an AI system. Can I ask a question? You can ask. Do you think that the whole found footage slash like computer screen subgenre, do you think that it is something that has run its course or do you think it's something that still has a lot of legs to it? Uh, I'd probably say it's run its course, really. Mm. I think this, we'll get into the film in a second, but I think it did a lot with with that idea. Mm. But I think just you'd maybe want to, it, it comes off a bit gimmicky and you'd maybe just want to tell these stories mm. by being a bit more free. Do you, I for me? I think that the concept of telling the narrative through those means, through found footage, through sort of a computer screen, that sort of thing, uh, that it's it's probably run its course in terms of the horror genre, mm-hmm. but perhaps hasn't run its course in terms of other genres. I think it could work quite well in a rom com, for example, or I think it could work quite well in. A murder mystery, as very similar to something like Searching, but more like in the traditional sense of a murder mystery. See, I'd, I'd maybe hearken towards like if it was a murder mystery, I wouldn't really want it to be a film. Like that would be good as a game. Yeah, to perhaps. present with those ideas. Like, um, there's a game called Her Story. Yeah, which is is sort of that similar idea. Mm-hmm. And I think, if I suppose if it's not used as a gimmick towards it, it's quite good to push a director to be quite creative with yeah. how they tell. Yeah. The story just limited to this idea, um, but I think that could be exciting if you if you branched out. But actually, you make it an interactive experience because yeah. you know you you've got a computer screen there, then then you could be the person searching, searching for this. I guess the missing like, person. I because the the found footage genre in itself, at its best, mm. is wreck. And mm-hmm. and Blair Witch Project. Yes, that kicked it. Did that kick it all off? Really? I think so. Yeah, back yeah. in '99. Yeah, it probably did. That film terrified me. You know. Yeah. I thought it was real. But at its worst, it's VHS or yeah. VHS two, yeah. which is just about you know that whole that whole horror subgenre of just being quiet, 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 <laughs> jumping out, scaring you, quiet, yeah. quiet, 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 jumping out, scaring you. There was a there was a film long long ago. That um, me and my sister watched. Yeah, it was it was when you would just flick through through channels and see what came on, and it was it was a found footage thing about an alien invasion, and it was the most bizarre. Oh, was it Skyline? Oh, I don't. No, no, it oh, wasn't okay. Skyline. Yeah, it was yeah. before that. It was terrible. Right. Because the whole thing <laughs> is you've got to remember um, what you're doing. So it was found footage with a camcorder. The only issue was at the end. The lad with the camcorder put it down on the kitchen surface, and it zoomed in. <laughs> so, so it's 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 interesting you say that. There's no point to that story. I just remembered remembered that a, nice an awful story version, of, an awful, an awful version. example yeah. of that 
fix the thing. Yeah. Okay, so of of our two pitches, which one is most likely to be picked up by a massive Hollywood studio? Well, if we do where you can't vote for your own, we can vote <laughs> for mine. Then mine. Okay, I. Uh, I think I think I think yours seem more complete, and I like the concept. Right. But mine's got that more emotional weight to it. Yours is a bit hollow, a bit cold. No, it's only it's only hollow because you now know the twist at the end. Yeah, but ultimately it's hollow. But what, so you, you're going to think... Well, I suppose it, they are opposites of each other, because in yours you're going to think it's a human there and it's going to end up being a robot. Whereas mine you're going to think it's a robot and it's going to end up being a human. Yeah, but you don't know that mine is artificial intelligence yeah, but the, until the yeah. twist at the end when you realise, oh, actually, this whole time I've been thinking to myself, I've been watching a human sort of hacker who's who sort of develops a conscious conscious conscience <laughs> over the course of the film but in fact it's an it's an ai that's developing a conscience i think that'll and get that... people angry i think my twist is better why would it get people angry because it, it's kind of like you you then lose that person completely but you gain another discussion <laughs> point oh yes <laughs> And that's what everybody loves to do. Is that how you rate your conversations? Discussion points. Yeah. Nice. It's a good way to do it. I might start doing it. That's, that's <laughs> how I keep my marriage rolling. I, I think I think mine. I think going to the like the hello with the text sort of stuff would be that that human coming out and those conversations between um, what is primarily the robot. I don't like the poo pooing of my pitch here. And of course you don't. <laughs> So now we move on to our main review for this week's podcast, where we are looking at the film Searching. And this film is, as we've been discussing previously, is effectively a found footage movie, but in the same similar vibe to um, Unfriended, um, where it's all set on somebody's computer screen. Now, the film itself tells the story of David Kim um, and... It's all about him searching for his missing daughter called Margot. But his search, so to speak, and, and his investigation is all shown on a computer screen. And we're highlighting this film to you because we think it's it's a movie that perhaps deserves uh, greater attention. You know, it got really high ratings on, on things like Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic and was generally really well liked by um, by by critics. Um, however, it's, it's box office across across the world perhaps wasn't as, uh, as as much as perhaps it would have liked. But we can talk more about that. So, Rob, what was your expectations going into searching? Do you know what? I, I, I knew that it was quite highly rated um, and that people quite liked the film. Mm. I just couldn't think how it was going to intrigue me for the entire runtime, mm. knowing it was uh, just through a computer screen. Mm. Um, so expectations were, I was I was hoping to be pleasantly surprised, but they weren't really that high. What about in terms of you? I knew almost nothing about the film apart from nothing. a couple of reviews. Um, I I knew that it was a film kind of set all all on a, all on a computer screen, and I have to admit that that concept mm. always makes me feel a little bit. Um, unsure because I think as I said before I think kind of found footage movies or 
sort of films that have that general conceit, it's they usually kind of give up on it yes. at some yes. point throughout the film. Yeah. And I think actually what I liked about this film is that it, it never dropped away from that concept. Mm-hmm. You always remained on the screen. Yeah. Um, you always remained on that on that computer screen. I think there was times in the film where uh, I think there was times in the film where it actually it, it bent the rules a little yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. Um, but it still just about managed to keep it within sort of the the rules of engagement that it kind of laid out for itself at the beginning of the film. Well, what, what I'd say with the beginning of the film as well, I was very surprised with how emotional I was towards that. I think it did a fantastic job to tell that story and was very clever in thinking right well what can we present on the computer screen mm. to show this um like dragging a file to the recycling bin yeah was like used in a really good way and it was those little moments that were really good within the film but yeah, yeah. That, that initial part to tell that story through um was i mean not to the same heights but very reminiscent of uh, like up Yep, absolutely. You, yep, yeah. Totally there with you. Yeah, those those first few minutes where you you effectively have um the 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 story of David, his wife and mm-hmm. their newborn daughter and kind of the sort of the 15 years in the making yeah. of that family up until sort of the present day so to speak. I think was a fantastic montage I, I guess so. you know because it was almost uh, I feel the same about it up it's almost like a, a film in its own right um, yeah the little bit that you have there but if you think if you didn't have that and went straight into the film I don't think you would be able to to empathize with with David and the, and the kind yeah. of way he was so he protective reacts. yeah sort yeah. of stuff like that you definitely needed that because mm. uh, without that it's amazing that without that I don't think the film would have worked at all no but because you had that it got you on board you, you felt really strongly about the the family mm. and they really invested you in, in wanting to find uh, Margot as well. I think the, there were certain things... So, yeah, I, I, found, I found the film very effective. Mm. I thought the film was very effective in, in, in the manner in which it was telling a missing person's story through, through a computer screen. I thought that it worked very well. I think there was certain... There was footage that you were seeing on the computer screen where I thought there is no way on this planet in in any self-respecting governing society that David would be able to get his hands on that particular footage right okay um and I'm not going to say anything because I think I don't want I don't want to spoil the film for people because Uh there are there's lots of the, the plot develops with lots of little twists and turns here and there and I think the, the 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 ending of the film i think was for me a little half baked yes i would completely agree um, but that and i and i think hollywood in general has always had for 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 quite a few years now has had a massive problem with ending films i thought you were going to say treating the audience like idiots because there was there was just bits of that where i felt like it yeah. was too much to kind of show you ooh did you see this before? Yeah, look, these these the reveals there. Um, I thought that's what you were you were getting at. Yeah, I think the film had done so well at mm-hmm. giving you lots of little subtle things throughout the films, like the way that David feels about 
the loss of a particular character near towards the beginning of his film by the way that he types in a certain password. Yeah. And um, when he when he when the mouse hovers over certain video clips and things like that, it, you feel that sense of emotion. They do it as well with messages, where they'll show yeah. like uh, drafting it out what he could say and then what he actually um, yeah. sends through was very very effective and very clever. Yeah, that works. Yeah. But I think and and you're able to kind of get an understanding of David's and Margot's emotions and how they feel about their family life without needing too much exposition. Yeah. And I felt like the final 10 minutes of the film yeah. was way too much exposition. It, it kind of, it, it, it lost that's the, the subtleties, the nuances that were there throughout the vast majority of the film. Do you know what, I'd, I'd completely agree with you. I can't, yeah. I, I can't say anything different from that. And again, trying to skirt around spoilers. Yeah. There was definitely a picture early on that um, I found quite funny. Um, so I, I recognised the, the faces within when that then potentially came back into play later on. Yeah. And it kind of then ruined any any surprise. It, it came into, you know, you get films where it's a bit gutting that you've kind of guessed what's going to happen you're hoping the film might do something else yeah I think um, Inside Number 9 if you've ever watched that you always think you've guessed what the twist is and they end up doing something else and that's yeah. why it's a great show yeah um, whereas Searching I thought I'd guessed it and it was like yeah okay so then it was just a, a matter of fact of, of showing yes these are all the things that oh I I I don't f- I no I didn't I didn't guess the ending too well actually oh, uh, right because uh, I I think that there was there was up to a point where I thought this yeah I I don't know where this is going in terms of I I haven't guessed the ending right. here uh, this is working pretty well but I have to admit I I still there was a part of me that wasn't wholly satisfied by the ending of the film um, yeah. but I would I think what I would say is. Uh, and we always you know with all of our films we review um, whilst I don't think this film is a classic and it will not be deemed as a classic in 15 years time what I will say that it is a it is a solid addition to that particular genre yes I, I think it's way up there I think it's, it's yeah. one of the best I mean my only other one that I'd put up there would be Cloverfield yeah and I think Search it was really fun to watch yeah and actually I watched it by myself and I kind of wish I hadn't because it was it was quite interesting to watch. It was very enjoyable. Mm. It didn't really uh, drag. Um, no. But just in terms of it, I, I liked as well having all that on screen because um, I, I like in anything to sort of try and look out for Easter eggs. So, you know, never be looking where where they want you to look, look yeah. elsewhere. And I found that very, very pleasing to be able to look around the screen at all these subtle things yeah. um, that they put in. Um, I think that maybe if we're talking in terms of found footage going onwards, that could be a really clever thing to do to have sort of the story in the background. Mm. And that's all I was getting at with searching is it, it I'd, I'd have loved it to have more layers to it, I suppose. And there, there might be like um, with characters, the more potentially to them, but it would be amazing to have a film that tells a, a story without you realizing that's a story it's told. You yeah. think it's just this, this top story. Um, but no, definitely I'd say, no, not a classic in 15 years, but a fantastic little film to watch if you if you're struggling to watch something just pop it on so you can watch searching on sky cinema and now tv at the moment if you're wondering where you can catch this movie um but yeah we would recommend it yeah i'd recommend it not yeah. a classic but we no. would definitely recommend watching it because it is good fun yeah it's good fun it's really good
And now it's time for our 30 second recommendation. So obviously we're coming to the end of this week's podcast. A little shorter than usual, mainly because we don't have Adam here with us. He brings so much content to the table. So much waffle. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. many waffles. So much. Well, yeah, I can't really talk, <laughs> can I? Is, um, so do you want to do yours, first of all, your 30 second recommendation? Okay, Rob? let's go for it. Yeah. Rob, are you ready? I'm ready. Five. Four, three, two, one, go. Oh, goodness. Right. Mine is going to be Little Miss Sunshine. So this is a film back from 2006. Um, if you've never watched this film before, definitely give it a watch. It's got an amazing cast there. You've got Greg Kinnear, Tony Collette, uh, Steve uh, Carell, when he was really showing his acting chops and what he could do, uh, Paul Dano and Alan Arkin. And it's it, it's just such a good, feel-good film, but really deals with... Um, complex uh, things for each of the characters but you go on this journey with them and it's absolutely fantastic Brian Cranston shows up in it done was yeah, that 30 seconds you, that was 30 that. seconds I'll give you that you didn't interrupt as well so thank you very much no you're very welcome I got told off uh, last week have you seen Little Miss Sunshine yes good good, good. yes I do like that film yes it's a very good film yeah. Are you ready for yours no no okay yes okay let's yes. go three two one go uh, so Duncan Jones's debut film Moon yeah. uh, from a few years ago uh, star- starring Sam Rockwell uh, is probably one of the best I- I've done sci-fi films twice in a week uh, twice twice <laughs> in, in two row. podcasts now um, so Moon tells the story of a man who is left alone on the moon and does uh, solar mining and it-, it turns out that he actually um, isn't alone at all oh, on the moon. Spoilers Ooh, on that. I know, uh, but yeah, fan- a fantastic little uh, sci-fi movie and showed how good a director someone like Duncan Jones can be. Well, yeah, I mean, I watched Moon and I was really uh, looking forward to. Was it Warcraft? The oh, well, yeah, Jones World of Warcraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he tried another. Was it Mute as well on Netflix? Yeah, that wasn't very good. Land as well, but, <laughs> no, but Moon, like, yeah, fantastic film. Really nice and isolated film, but. Yeah, really put um, Sam Rockwell on the map for me as well. Cause, um, really? Yeah. Oh, I, I've I'd known Sam Rockwell for a while. Oh. I, I for me <laughs> personally, <laughs> but me and Sammy, well, I, I me and the rock star. I realized afterwards that he was in the Green Mile. And I never, yeah, I never made the connection. That's there. that's where I yeah. first was aware of Sam Rockwell. So it was then it was then working back and finding all these different things. But Sam Rockwell. Um, and three billboards as well it was a fantastic one. Oh, God, yeah. That's more recommendations anyway. We should save that one. Yeah, yeah. So uh, our our thirty second recommendations this week are Little Miss Sunshine and Moon. Moon. So I that's guess it. that's it. That's us over and done with the, for this week's podcast. Uh, so next week we're going to try and bring you a review of Booksmart. Oh, we know. And maybe talk about <laughs> great coming-of-age films. Yes, why don't we do that? Shall yes. we do that? If I can get to see Booksmart, we can do that. I've seen Booksmart. Yes. It's awesome. <laughs> Go and see it. But we'll talk about it more next week. we Will do indeed. Sign us off? Sign you off, Rob. I'm leaving here. Thanks, everybody.